we don't have time to sit on our hands as our planet burns for young people climate change is bigger than election or re-election it is life or death said by alexandria ocasio cortez united states politician and activist welcome back listeners to the new episode of talking climate change with yashnegi in this episode of podcast we will talk about antarctica and if you remember that my previous podcasts about arctic uh, were based on two parts part one and part two in which part two was the final part and this podcast i will keep it short and simple as possible and yes this podcast will also be in parts but it will be uh, not in longer duration if you remember my arctic part one part two both were of longer duration so i will uh, likely i will i will keep this sport this episode of antarctica simple and short as possible so let's get started antarctica fifth in size among the world's continents its landmass is almost wholly covered by a vast ice sheet often described as a continent of superlatives antarctica is the world's southernmost continent it is also the world's highest driest windiest coldest and icest continent antarctica is about 5.5 million square mile which is 14.2 million square kilometer in size and thick ice covers about 98% of the land the continent is divided into east antarctica which is largely composed of a high ice covered plateau and west antarctica which is a largely and ice sheet covering and archipelago of mountainous island lying almost concentrically concentrically around the south pole antarctica's name means opposite to the arctic it would be essentially circular except for the outflaring antarctica peninsula which reaches towards the southern tip of the south america which is uh, some 600 miles which is 970 kilometers away and for two principal embayments the ross sea and the weddell sea these deep embayments of the southernmost pacific and atlantic oceans make the continent somewhat pear shaped dividing it into two unequal sized parts east antarctica lies mostly in the east longitude and is larger than west antarctica which lies wholly in the west longitude east and west antarctica are separated by approximately 2100 mile about 3400 km long trans antarctic mountains The continental ice sheet contains approximately 7 million cubic mile which is about 29 million cubic kilometer of ice representing about 90% of the world's ice and 80% of its fresh water. Its average thickness is about 5900 feet which is 1800 in meters. Ice shelves or ice sheets floating on the sea cover many parts of the Ross and Weddell Sea. These shelf the ross ice shelf and filchner rony ice shelf together with other shelf around the continental margin fringe about 45% of the antarctica around the antarctic coast shelf glaciers and ice sheet continually carve or discharge ice work into the sea the continent is a cold dry desert where access to water determines the abundance of life while the terrestrial ecosystem contains more than a thousand known species of organism most of these are microorganism maritime antarctica the island and the coast supports more life than inland antarctica and the surrounding ocean is as rich in life as the land in barren 
from the late 18th to the mid 20th century whalers and sealers plied the rich sea that surround the continent science then replaced whaling and sealing as a primarily year round human activity in antarctica in addition krill harvesting and other types of commercial fishing in the southern ocean expanded from the 1960s onward the new millennium saw tourism and to a lesser extent uh, uh, which is uh, biological prospecting the search for useful chemical compound and genes in local species becomes established sectors of the antarctic economic landscape let us little bit talk about let us get more deep into the history of antarctic because it is very important to know from where the exploration of antarctica began the history of antarctic exploration includes national and international politics social change scientific and technological advances economies and even the exploration of the arctic although the first human explored its interior only a uh, hundred years ago interest in the continent has existed for thousands of years and some 15th century maps included terra australia incognita the unknown land of the south so basically it is known as the unknown land of the south southern seals were nearly brought to extinction as european government eagerly ought fura to trade with china a situation made worse by the ease at which seals could be killed and processed by comparison whaling was more dangerous but by the mid 19th century whales too were close to extinction as the demand for a whale oil for street lightning and then whale bone for corseta umbrellas sword initially whalers used hand thrown harpoon from rope boats but in 1870 norwegenia developed harpoon cannons fired from faster and larger known as mother ships where the processing could be done directly these technological advances were soon adopted by other countries and as whale oil found new uses lubricants margarine the demand for whales grew even further during the 1900s britain realizing the importance of this whale resource assumed control over parts of the southern ocean and started sealing whaling licenses most of the licenses were sold to norwegians who in 1904 established a whaling station at grotoviken on south georgia a station that became so successful it did not close until the 1960s but with 2.7 million whales slaughtered between 1900 and 1930 many governments now saw the need to protect whale species however it was not until 1945 that the international whaling commission iwc was established with the intention of providing for the orderly development of the whaling industry and now it comes the heroic era of the 20th century that actually involved the exploration of both poles but is misinterpreted as meaning the southern expeditions of Roald Amundsen, Robert Falcon, Scott and Ernest Shackleton a better sense of the range of expeditions to arctic at this time can be gained from the following information which i am about to give you so let us talk about the year so year 1890 1899 
1900 expedition leader was Adrian Gerlach uh, belonging to nation Belgium year 1898 Carlson from Great Britain 1901 to 1903 Robert Falcon Skoll from again from Great Britain 1901 to 1903 Eric von from Germany 1901 to 1903 Otto from Sweden 1902 to 1905 William Spear Bruce from Scotland 1903 to 1905 Jean Baptiste Charcoal from France Let us discuss about the benefits of the international research Today's international cooperation in polar region began in 1882 to 1883 with the first international polar year an event which aimed to survey polar temperature and air flows to better understand the world's climate weather and ocean conditions however with most interest being in northern hemisphere shipping and commerce only a few antarctic observations were made in 1895 at the antarctic observations at the international geographic congress in london a similar data gathering exercise for the southern hemisphere was promoted especially by germany's george von neumar and england's sir clement markham consequently a surge in antarctic research followed despite political tensions especially between germany and great britain scientists saw some advantage of internationally cooperating in antarctica as it produced significant benefits uh which included like encouraging peace between nation shorter and more southern trading routes as sail gave way to steam powered shipping new products and invention which were often supplied free for trial on antarctic expeditions supporting national pride and opportunities in particularly the new german empire saw a great danger in a repeat of britain's domination of the important fishing water of the north sea which had led to an arms race between the two navies and extensive propaganda campaign despite the best of intention and the spirit of international cooperation quickly faded and nations simply focused on being first to reach the south pole the race won of uh, won of course in 1911 by norwegian ronald abuden who clearly saw his expedition as a sporting event and one that would help norway to establish its own unique national identities the horrors of world war 1 coincided with rapid technological change in particular the, the, the development of aircraft especially those that could transfer both goods and people backed by national pride these advances in aviation allowed a new serial conquest of antarctic after world war 2 in 1946 the united states navy staged operation high jump which was one of the greatest expeditions to antarctica consisting of 13 ships 23 aircraft and over 4700 men it was a clear sign from the united states of america of their interest in the continent as well as providing a deeper scientific knowledge of the continent's interior the last old style expedition was the commonwealth trans antarctic expedition in 1955 to 1958 when english explorer vivian future led a party from the weddell sea heading first for the pole at the same time a new zealand team including edmund hillary i guess you know edmund hillary guys left the ross sea to prepare the new way for future to continue across the continent 
However, somewhat controversially, the Rossi party reached the poll before future, effectively stealing his thunder. But generation national pride within New Zealand. Even so, the crossing of Antarctica by the TAE was still a considerable achievement and it had taken almost 30 years since Shackleton's attempt to accomplish. After World War II, the question of claims to areas of Antarctica needed a solution. And in 1957, the Antarctica Treaty was created allowing only peaceful cooperative research on the continent. As a consequence from the 1950s, many countries built scientific research stations like 1957 New Zealand Scott Base, which along with new scientific tools brought a greater knowledge of Antarctica and its influence to the world. So the research on Antarctica was not begun from 20s, but it was from early 18s since the Antarctic was been taken into a research field. So Antarctica has also played a very vital role in research development since 1800s, not from uh, now only. And this was it about history of Antarctica. Let's continue towards our podcast. So our next topic will be is physical geography. Let us discuss about it. The geologic evolution of Antarctica has followed a course similar to that of the other southern continents. The earliest chapters in Antarctica's rather fragmentary record extend far back, perhaps as much as three billion years into early Precambrian time. Similarity in patterns of crustal and biological evolution in southern continents can be traced back some 150 million years and evolutionary courses began to diverge conspicuously by about 70 million years ago. Late in the Mesozoic era, plant and animal migration routes that apparently had interconnected all the southern Continents were largely cut off by the offset of Cenozoic era about 66 million years ago. Antarctica became isolated with the opening of the Drake Passage, Drake Passage between the continent and South America sometime between 49 million and 17 million years ago, a time when land mammals diversified and flourished elsewhere, populating all the other continents of the world. Antarctica had long been thought to be a migratory path for marsupial moving between southern continents in early Cenozoic time. But documentation for the theory was not discovered until 1982, when the first mammal remains a marsupial fossil were found on Seymour Island in the Weddell Sea. The subsequent growth of Antarctica's ice sheet cut off any further migration by land animal. Now, bathed by polar ice, Antarctica has abundant fossil evidence that its climate and terrain at one time supported far more populous flora and fauna than today's few seedless plant and primitive insects. Much of Antarctica was densely forested in Mesozoic times about 252 million to 66 million years ago, dominated by southern conifers of podocarps and orocorias with undergrowth of rainforest type ferns. Angusperm trees, particularly the southern beech, North of August appeared during the Cretaceous period about 145 million to 66 million years ago. According to some scientists, the discovery of North of August pollen in the Trans-Antarctic mountain that dates to approximately 3 million years ago suggested, suggested that North of August may have lingered as Antarctica drifted, poleward cooled and became glaciated. 
remains of luxuriant extant floras as well as fossil of mesozoic reptiles dinosaur and amphibians have been discovered and this compares so closely to those of other southern continents that many geologists have postulated former contiguity of these land in the single giant continent called Gond gondwana continental stratigraphic evidence and a dating of sea floors seem to indicate that the supercontinent broke apart along jurassic rift faults 180 million to 160 million years ago and that fragments such as africa and australia separated from antarctica and jurassic to cretaceous time about 201 million to 66 million years ago and in early cenozoic era early stages of rifting were marked by immense outpourings of plateau lavas and by related still intrusions across antarctica including one of the world's largest layered gabbroic igneous complexes the dufon intrusion in the pensacola mountain let us answer some of the basic question about antarctica so one of the most fascinating question is why doesn't it rain in, in antarctica yes you heard it right it doesn't rain in antarctica the simple answer is that it is too cold what would be rainfall as snow instead but not very much of that falls either antarctica is classed as a desert as so little snowfall it is just that being so cold it doesn't go anywhere and so builds up until it's kilometers thick actually even much of that snow isn't really snow but ice crystal that form in the air fall out and accumulate very slow over time the snow ice fall can be measured by melting it and measuring the water produced and it is called precipitation equivalent the amount that would have fallen if had been rain and the next question is where is the south pole unlike the north pole the south pole is inland it is near the middle of the great antarctic ice sheet at an altitude of 2800 meter which is 9186 feet it is 1030 uh, kilometer 764 miles from the nearest coast the ice at the pole is moving at about 10 meter per year each year staff at the amundsen scott united states of america station at the south pole move the marker flag to compensate for the movement of the ice the magnetic south pole opposite to the magnetic north pole we all point our encompasses at on the other hand doesn't have a fixed position it drifts about all the time traveling 10 to 15 km each year it was first reached during shackleton's british antarctic expedition from 1907 to 1909 by professor edgeward david and sir douglas mawson and elster mackay at that time the magnetic pole lay within the antarctic continent at the latitude was 71.6 degree south and longitude 152 degree east today the magnetic south pole lies far out to sea at latitude 64 degree south and longitude 137 degree east around 1057 km which is 660 miles away the pole wanders daily in a roughly elliptical path around this average position and may be as far as 80 km which is 50 meters away from this position when the earth's magnetic field is is distributed so these were two questions which were commonly asked and let's talk about the facts of antarctic Antarctica is home to Mount Erebus, the southernmost active volcano in the world, as well as the only known lava lake which have held liquid magma for eons despite the continent's frigid conditions. There are 30 different countries that operate 80 research stations situated around the continent. 
the human inhabitants who occupied these facilities number around 4000 during the summer monthly and only 1000 during the long harsh winter while the grand canyon is largely considered to be the planet biggest nature left scientists discovered another trench on antarctica that could rival one of america's mightiest natural features the unnamed canyon was found during a 2010 expedition and extends 100 km is more than 9 km wide and reaches depths of more than 1 or 6 km i may be wrong guys do let me know in my email id given a description that how many kilometers it's it is deep so scientists spectra speculate that it could be even larger but further exploration is required to learn the true boundaries of this massive rift another interesting geographical feature i would like to tell you listeners is hidden under the ice sheet is lake vostok uh, another freshwater lake buried under 4 km of frozen water this lake is about the size of lake ontario and is one of the uh, is one of more than 200 different bodies of water you know that has been discovered beneath the ice while antarctica is covered in ice it actually holds one of the world's biggest mountain ranges the gemerstuf mountain which stretches out more than 1200 kilometers the highest peak are estimated to be around 2800 meters or about one third the size of earth's tallest mountain you guessed it right it is mount everest scientists claim that if the west antarctic ice sheet were to melt it would raise global sea level by about 16 feet can you guys imagine that 16 feet and due to climate change we are reaching that target which we shouldn't be reaching at the time you know and it is very dangerous for the planet earth as well as for the human beings for the increasing of sea level because earth is warming every single day and every single year and every single decade and we have to do something in order to reduce those things you know those carbon emissions which are been emitting by our vehicle so i have discussed about this thing in my previous podcast as well that we should use electrical car to minimize as as minimize we could about carbon emissions so that less pollutions have been polluted in the air so that the climate change should not be worse as it is of now so let us continue our facts this is going to be the last you know point antarctica is an average the windiest place on earth as you all know that scientists exploring this southerly landmass have reported wind speed that have reached up to 200 miles per hour the antarctic ice sheet is the single biggest mass of ice in the world and can sometimes be up to 4 miles thick the continent as a whole contains about 90% of the world's planet freshwater ice and around 70% of the total freshwater on on earth so it was some interesting facts about antarctica there are uh, i i'm i'm sure that there are more interesting facts on the internet about antarctica and feel free to check them so i think that we are over time again we have cr- crossed 23 minutes right now so thank you so very much guys to listening to this podcast it really means a lot to me that you gives your valuable time to listen to my podcast it really means a lot to me and keep following me on twitter at realyashnegi the link will be given in the description below for daily climate change news i keep posting tweets daily on what's happening on climate change around and across the world and any suggestions are welcome to the email id given in the description below 
thank you so very much listeners once again for your time it really means a lot to me and i will catch you soon in the next episode of this podcast which is talking climate change with yashnegi until then be safe have fun and i will catch you guys soon in the next episode of talking climate change with yashnegi thank you